Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah, it's it, funny because you mentioned Man of War there, and I was like, oh, I've heard of them. But then I was like, no, I've actually just heard of the term Man of War. In the world of conspiracies, the supernatural, and the downright spooky, there are only two men who you can trust: Dennis Lynn and Roger O'Sullivan, or as they prefer to be called, the unexplained legends. On December 4th, 1872, a ship was found abandoned off the coast of Portugal. To this day, what happened to its crew remains a mystery. This week on Unexplained Legends, the Mary Celeste. Chuck me some of those. Chuck chuck them into the river. (laughs) Very good, very good. There we go. Stick them in the bin. Welcome, listeners, to this week's episode of the Unexplained Legends. Uh, I'm Roger O'Sullivan, and with me, as always, is... Dennis Disintegrating Len. <laughs> and together we are the Unexplained Legends. Of course we're the Unexplained Legends. I went out last night, like a big legend, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm feeling fresh now. I'm actually not feeling too bad. We'll say, woke up earlier today, woke up around the 8 o'clock mark, yeah. and just started melting. Like, as in, my body, nuclear reactor... I thought it was all over for me. And then I had a little sleep, woke up and was like, oh, thank God, that's over. That explains why I woke up at eight. Yeah. And I looked at my phone and it's like, oh, the alarm hasn't gone off, but I'm hearing screaming. Yes, that was me screaming okay. into a bucket. Yeah. Okay, that, that, that. I have a bucket in my room that's called my screen bucket and oh. I just put that on my head. And <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. scream into it. So it muffles it. Like, it's not that loud, but it's, um, you know, ins- it, it, it just gives me peace on the inside. It just like reverberates. How are you feeling this morning? Uh, I'm feeling great. Yeah, fresh absolutely prime you do you think you're feeling fresher because i'm feeling so bad but that i do thrive off other people's yeah, misfortune. Guess, you have a glint in your eye this morning a glint. oh my god man when when you came in here shoulders slumped yeah and uh, frankly eyes dead yeah nothing I, behind the eyes i thought i thought this is gonna be a great episode yeah no I could, I could feel it i could feel it but i that's what i do for you as well though i go out and get trashed and feel so miserable so then you can feel so good. You're my sun lamp. Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I provide an energy of hangover, so it, of 10,000 lux to the, just make you feel better. I can't remember. You you weren't doing dry January or anything, no? No. No, okay, okay. That, that, you can't get satisfaction from that, from me saying I was doing dry January and then going on the piss all the time. That would be that would be the funniest thing to gaslight somebody about, is to say, no, you said you were going to do this marathon. You never did it. You never did it. Yeah, yeah. Or you said you were going to do this, uh, you know. This. I, I'm pretty sure you could gaslight me about anything today. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's see. You said you changed the carbon monoxide alarm. Yeah, well, I, I haven't smelled anything of you. <laughs> no, no. So we don't need true, it. That's true. That's true. Sorry, just to make sure there are people. Just please, please don't uh, take that as anything other than a joke. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't want people dying. The uh, we have um, I have to say as well before we uh, get into this week's episode, mm-hmm. I was going to say that we um, we did a few gigs. This yeah, we week. did. Yeah, yeah. We were up in Bristol on Monday, hopping around. We d- we hopped around to a couple of different gigs. You were there Monday. I was there Wednesday as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but on Wednesday, man, did my gigs. I started out with a new five minutes, and uh, I've done probably what seven or eight gigs of it or something. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if you get this, but the start you're kind of thinking okay it's exciting and then in the middle you're going have i wasted all my time i don't think this is working anymore but then right at the end in Moved bristol bam nice all click together and i believe that you uh you gigged with a with a certain someone didn't you who 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 what? who did i gig with didn't you gig with a famous person no no uh, oh sorry uh, 
No, unless I'm really I insulting thought, I thought you gigged with Mark Watson, didn't you? Mark, no, no, no. What happened with uh, Mark Watson was... Um, I was so close to getting, like, basically bumped off. So Mark Watson sort of kept telling me, like, Mark Watson's going to come in here any minute now. He's going to come in here any minute now. So, you know, you might not get a gig. And then um, I went up and did my gig. Then I went uh, I went off, and then they were waiting for Mark Watson. And I was like, oh, well, it looks like he's not coming. And then I walked outside, and there was a guy on his phone doing a live stream. And I was like, oh, who's that guy? And I just walked past him, and I was like, oh, shit, Mark Watson is just going on. But I left at that point, and I couldn't come back in. Okay, so you were on the bill. I was on the bill. I was on the notepad. You supported Mark Watson. <laughs> yes, I yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, UK, UK tour support in Bristol. I'm going to put that down in my there bio. He won't remember. He, no, he, he, won't. he won't. Yeah, yeah he he's won't. He's not going to fact check Do you that. think he's going to challenge that? No, of course he's not. And then um, on Monday, of course, I, I had a little, a little comedian open for me. You did? Before one of my gigs. I thought, he's on the way up. I thought I'd give him, give him a go. I let this young this young guy, this young whippersnapper. Yeah, Russell, Russell something, Russell Howard. I think. I think that's the one. I yeah, think that's the yeah. One. I said people here, might know him. Here, go on there. Do a few minutes before me. How many minutes did you give him? The I gave him forty minutes in the end. Forty minutes. Yeah, I gave him forty minutes in the end, and then I wasn't sweating at all when I went up. Oh, good. How yeah. did he get on? Did he do well? Do you know what? Actually, I'll be fair to him now. He did do very well. Yeah, it was did. as if they knew him yeah. and loved him. Yeah. <laughs> It was it was very interesting. Uh, uh, all right, what are we up to this week? This week, Dennis, we're doing a very uh, very special topic, right? <laughs> yeah, we're doing a very special topic. But I have to say, I'm a bit disappointed that this is the topic I'm doing when you're in this kind of mood, right? Because I I'd consider this like a gentle topic. Oh, what you want something a little bit more gruesome for me, like to psychologically torture me? Yeah, no. It doesn't even have to be gruesome, but it just has to ask some serious existential questions. You do realise how badly I, I actually genuinely go insane from existential stuff. Yeah. But shouldn't you be happy now that you're dealing me out a nice little gentle warm blanket? I I feel like we're 40-something episodes in. Yeah. I've given you enough warm blankets now. I don't know, man. A lot of those had nettles in them no, and hedgehogs I, and stuff. I want a polio. <laughs> 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 you know what? You bring up that reference a good a good number of times. I say it's not even right. It's smallpox. I say three times. Yeah, yeah. It's meant to be smallpox. Small meant, meant to be meant to be smallpox in the blankets. Oh, we've been doing it all wrong. But this one, Dennis, right, is really I have to say a tentpole mystery. Okay. Really tentpole mystery. Uh, it's been a mystery for a few hundred years now, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like one of the OG unexplained. Uh, mysteries. I'll just say the name to you, and I'll see if it triggers anything in your head. Bit of pressure here, but yes. The Mary Celeste. Mary Celeste. Okay, right. Okay, I've heard about that. I've heard about Mary Celeste. There's yeah. a game called Celeste. Yeah, nothing to do with that. Nothing to do with that. No, no. Uh, I've definitely heard Mary before. Mary, Mary, and Celeste together. It's it sounds familiar, but I'm just going to be honest. Is it just because you mentioned that name maybe a week ago? So you've never heard of the Mary? Celeste? Is it a ship? Yes. Okay, thank God, a ghost ship. Y- yeah. Pretty much. Well, we'll find out. Yeah. So the Mary Celeste is one of the original stories of like a ghost ship type mm. thing. And if there were podcasts around in the 1800s, this would have been like a mini series. This it, would have been their JFK. They would have gone mental for it. Pe- people will get into it in the episode, but this is probably this is probably one of the more on the more terrestrial size side of uh oh okay of mysteries it's a real head scratcher this because i'm i'm imagining you know the classic kind of scooby-doo uh ship appears out of nowhere and there's a a, a clearly ghost pirate man 
who is dead. And he's kind of blue, if you get what I mean. No, I know what you're talking about. It's just, I think this one will really have you going away with some questions. And, and they'll be terrestrial questions. Okay. I think that you'll, you'll seriously be coming away and going, what did happen? What did happen? Which, aren't we meant to provide answers to those questions? I'll provide some answers. Okay. But you might still have questions. <laughs> yeah? Hey, I'm, not, I'm not going to... I'm not going to give you everything, man. So, on the back of that, let's crack on with the lamestream narrative. On December 4th, 1872, the Canadian... Brigantine de Grazia spied a strange sight, a seemingly unmanned ship floating between the Azores and the coast of Portugal. The captain of the de Grazia, Captain David Morehouse, thought the vessel must surely be in some kind of distress, and thus sent a small boarding party to investigate. Upon their approach, they heard nothing bar the creaking of the hull and the ominous slosh of the tide as it ebbed against the silent ship. They saw no activity on the deck and received no answer upon calling out to the absent crew. After mooring to the vessel, they finally saw the name of the ship engraved on the hull, a name which would go on to live in infamy. The Mary Celeste. Oh, it is the Mary Celeste. I was wondering. I was wondering. I was like, is it a Titanic? <laughs> oh, no. The other one. So <laughs> these boys spotted a ship. Yeah. And they thought it was in distress. And then they went up to the Mary Celeste and there doesn't seem to be anyone on board. No one on board. Ship completely just dead. But they can knock on the side of the hull, the hull like it's a real ship. It's not like a, yeah, yeah. a ghost ship. You know, this is a 100% real ship. Okay. This is, uh, uh, is, this, is this a ship that has actually existed? Like as in... You know, as the records of this ship. Yeah. Other than these eyewitness accounts. Because you, no, no. you said yeah as if there probably is. No, no, 100%. Okay. This is, you're, you're, for the first time ever, you're going way too ghosty. All right, okay. So, I, so this is, this is ship has existed and like that's not, that's not in dispute. No. Okay. There's no dispute about that. Okay. The Mary Celeste had an interesting history. It had originally been named the Amazon in a past life. However, this proved to be an unlucky moniker, as while sailing under this name, the ship's original owner died of a mysterious illness. And its later captain would see the ship ran aground during a fierce storm, something which would render the ship a virtual wreck. After some years of being left derelict, it was bought by a new owner and renovated. Eventually, the ship would end up under the command of one Benjamin S. Briggs, now christened the Mary Celeste, Captain Briggs set sail from New York along with his wife Sarah, infant daughter Sophie, and a crew of eight men. Wait, just a couple of things there. One, the, one of the captains died of a mysterious illness. Was yeah, it? yeah. Mysterious In the illness. 1800s. Mm. Right, which I'm sure nearly every illness was a mysterious illness. This yeah. one was particularly mysterious. Yeah. They didn't have a clue that what That seems it was. like a big coincidence. Like as in, you know... Um, I agree with you. It seems too. Uh, it seems too much of a coincidence yeah, for it not to be connected to. The yeah, ship. it must be connected to ghosts or something. And the yeah. second one then is that the ship crashed. Yes, would a lot of ships crash underground? 
I think that was probably one of maybe two that year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. It's only two a year, and that yeah. was one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a common thing. Because if you think about it this way, ships are designed to not run aground. That is true. I can't <laughs> so argue like, with that. Yeah, so how shocking It's not like they got it? wheels underneath them. No, no. What's the story then with the size of the ship? What would you compare it to? Because there's eight crew and there's three people are currently sailing on it. Because I'm, I'm imagining huge, like, fucking cannons out the side ship, but I think that's too big. It's not cannons out the side, but it's, it's, a, it's a, brig, a brigantine. Yeah. It's a brigantine. It's, it's, it's a brigantine, yeah. It's yeah. a brigantine, yeah. Would you know your ships, you would? Oh, yeah, I would. Yeah? Oh, do, would you not? No, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be familiar with brigantine. Okay, okay. That Is that like a young ship? <laughs> no, no, it's not. Really uh, kind of moody. I would say it's like, do you know, have you played, what's that pirate game? The Sea of Thieves. Have you played Sea of Thieves? I have played Sea of Thieves, yeah. Okay, Sea of Thieves. It's not the first ship you get, it's the second ship you get, maybe. Okay, so quite big. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, big, big. This will give you an idea of how big it is. Uh, when it set sail, it had a cargo of 170, sorry, 1,701 barrels of alcohol on board the boat. That's fucking huge. Yeah. What Were they selling that or were they just drinking it? No, it was... <laughs> That's that's how many they need for <laughs> crossing the Atlantic. They, no, they were planning to deliver that uh, to cross the Atlantic and deliver that to um, to Europe. I think they were they were meant to go um, dock in Portugal. I think. Okay, and they were going to make a lot of cash. I think that they were already being paid for the charter. Oh, okay, right. So they're just they're just delivery men. Pr- pretty much, okay, Mo- most ships are kind of like delivery men. I think. Yeah. All oh, right, Grant. So it's not your own stuff. No. But you couldn't have an old sop off the barrels like as you're going across. No, no. You'd 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 be drinking your profits. There's de- there's definitely lads having a couple of sops and then putting in salt water into them probably. Do you think did so, yeah? I, you probably never did that, did you? Did you ever um steal a drink out of a no, out of your parents' cabinet? My parents don't uh don't drink. All right. So there's none around. So you never obviously then filled it with water and stuff. No. I, what I'd do is I'd take some of the methylated spirits mm. and then I'd fill that back up. With water. <laughs> a, a friend of mine uh, at a house party before, John is his name, won't mention his second name. He's a happily married man now. At a house party, he was upstairs and he was looking for a drink. He was out of his mind. Like The mother of that house was like a, a, an artist. Mm. So she just had messages spirits everywhere. And he, we go up and he's there. He's going, oh, I have vodka. And he takes a shot of fucking messages spirits. How was he, he after it? He was absolutely ruined. Sure, he's probably he's probably disintegrating on the inside. Like the iron, he was out for a week because it wasn't like a hangover. He had destroyed himself. When when we uh, when we first were interacting with methylated spirits in science class, mm. I remember the teacher distinctly telling us. And you know what? A lot of homeless people will drink this, <laughs> yeah, uh, because it's because re- it's really good for getting you drunk. I swear to God, they said that he was out of his mind. That's probably not the best thing to be advertising to students. I assume. No, that that's what I was thinking as well. I was like, Duh, you know, you listen, have a real cheap night out of this. Well, also, I don't know why I had I had methylated spirits in my house. Yeah, it's such odd things inside. Like, do you have brasso in your house? Yeah, of course, <laughs> for all the brass. Yeah, <laughs> I did. There was no brass in my Dennis, house. Dennis, Dennis, how are we going to clean the brass without brasso? Is that, there's no brass. Uh, yeah, you an idiot. <laughs> Wait, like, I can't think of a single thing that in my house that had brass in it. Most, our house is mostly brass. I'd say <laughs> it was largely largely brass based. The I I it's know a heavy house. I do know a bunch of lads who did one night did like a round of shots of methylated spirits Oof. on the way out. 
Well, we just have to advise our listeners on the way out, like when they're on the way to dying after drinking it. Yeah, on, on the way to go to go out for the night. <laughs> That's absolutely insane. But by their reckoning, class night. Yeah, but you you could probably go blind or something from it. Like there's probably some it could probably fuck you up real bad. Here, as they would have said, how bad? How bad? How bad? How bad? We had a good night, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. The, uh, listen, I wouldn't have gotten off with her if I wasn't blind. So, great night. You were going to say to our listeners, don't drink methylated spirits. Yeah, we've had some, we have some real bad ones. The carbon monoxide alarm, make sure yeah. that's checked. You can't smell it. That's the whole point. Uh, <laughs> the methylated spirits, don't drink that. I think there was another one, but I can't really remember. Don't, do whatever, don't put smallpox or polio into yes, blankets. Yes, don't do that. And if you are doing it, it is smallpox. You're meant to do it. Yeah. <laughs> But don't do it. <laughs> but don't do it. Don't do it either way. So they they have um, the ship is loaded, Dennis, right with one thousand seven hundred and one barrels mm. of alcohol, and they're they're in to be sailing it over to Europe mm. by, by way of Portugal. But here the ship is floating eerily, abandoned to all but the boarding party of the De Grazia. Upon boarding the vessel, the boarding party from the De Grazia were greeted with only more questions. Nowhere on board was there any sign of life, nor a good indication as to what had happened to the erstwhile crew. It was as if they had vanished out of thin air. Is that the way you say that? Vanished out of thin air. Or is it vanished Vanished into thin air? Into thin air. I don't know. Now that we've questioned it, I'll just never use it again. It was as if they'd vanished in air. (laughs) The first guess of the de Grazia was that the ship had suffered some kind of damage which had prompted the original crew to flee, but there didn't appear to be any sign that that was the case. There was some water in the hull, but nothing to cause much concern. One lifeboat was missing, but the ship still contained six months of supplies, which struck the boarding party as odd. Similarly, when the men from the De Grazia searched the hull, they were shocked to find that not only was the crew gone, all of the cargo listed on the manifest remained intact. So why is that peculiar? Just that they didn't take anything with them or that that cargo didn't get damaged? So they they left mm. uh, or a, a lifeboat is gone and they didn't try to take any of the cargo and they didn't take any any meaningful supplies because there's six months left of the... But this supplies. sounds like an open shut case. Like, as in if they got into choppy waters, they're hardly going like, here, do you, do you bring the beans? And it's like, I'll head down there and get the beans. Like, when we're imagining this, it's kind of like they've got enough time to do it. And why would they be so crazy when they're getting into a lifeboat to not take the food? But if they're just trying to survive, then they might have just had to get in there. Like, No, you see, here, here's a bit of context for you. Mm. Right, bit of context. One, they couldn't have fit the whole crew into one lifeboat. Okay. Right? Two, if you were fleeing in the lifeboat... It would only be because he thought that the ship was going down. Yeah. And in that case, you would take supplies. All right. Okay. So you're saying that they must have thought that the ship was going down, but there's no signs that the ship was going down. There's no signs. And also there's no signs that they... There's question marks as to like, what were they doing taking the lifeboat? Because they would have taken some supplies. Um, Is there a chance it fell off? What do you mean? The, the lifeboat? The lifeboat just fell off. Possibly, possibly, yeah. Mm. You were saying they didn't use the lifeboat. I don't know, I'm just asking questions here, man. Have you ever wanted to be a pirate? Uh, to be honest, no. I never, I don't, I don't know anyone who's ever wanted to become a pirate. But pirates are like big business. Like we've heard about pirates in our childhood forever and ever. But I, I just think the thought of actually being a pirate is just horrific. 
I always thought that the thing about pirates is, uh, you know, they're very defined in their modus operandi. It felt like just it would be very run of the mill as be, as a job. Be a bit boring, like yeah, like kind it, of the nine to five of the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, it's like okay, I get it. We go here, we pillage. Yeah, we we bury it. We get scurvy. Yeah, X. You put an X on a map. Like yeah, yeah simple. Cool. Digging up treasure and stuff. I yeah. guess it would be kind of backbreaking. Probably would be monotonous looking for treasure. It's just the same thing over and over again, you know? And yeah. obviously, you know how I feel about pirates. Yeah. Like, I still think pirates should be held accountable for, for what the pirates did. Like, There's no pirate that you've encountered that you've, you've liked. No, no. Because they, they didn't say anything. They didn't say anything. They were watching the pirates do all that shit, and they didn't say a fucking thing about it. There was a pirate that lived in the pet shop, um, and he was a, an African grey pirate. And he was so old. He, like, they live... How old was he? A hundred. Uh, he was so old. But he was, uh, he was so unnerving when you come into the pet shop. I, th- I think people like parrots, you know, because they talk. I don't like parrots because they talk. Oh, you, you don't like that they can... Why like, the fuck is that? Why is that comforting? When there's a huge bird just looking at you going like, Hey, cunt! And you're just like, oh, hello. Well, it's actually... It's even scarier than that. Because they're not talking, obviously. They're just mimicking you. Mm. So imagine this. Imagine an ape, right? Or an ape-like creature. Yeah. They could just mimic you. But it was just mimicking you because evolutionarily within its head, it had some kind of benefit to mimic and attract you. That's a scary thought, isn't it? Yeah. Like, so are you saying that the parrot wanted something from me? That, that's why they do it. Just to get stuff. Yeah. Like, that's what they're, that's what they're doing. They're trying to get... I never thought about it as that they were tricking us. Like, Polly want a cracker, you know? Oh, fuck it, he wants a cracker. That's he why know, he's doing it. Yeah, like, he's not doing that for the good of his health, is he? <laughs> is just, he asking how you are? No. I, I just thought it was a popular thing parrots said. No, man, he's, I'm telling you, you, you thought that that was the natural call of the parrot, and yeah. it just happened to sound like Polly wanting a cracker. Yeah, like, as in, I thought that came first, and then people started giving them crackers, if you understand. Oh, like, they were thinking it was... Like, as in, the Polly wants a cracker thing, like you said, was that's just a natural thing a, a parrot says. What, it's actually more unnerving is what happened is one parrot someday must have seen a human like pull off that exchange mm. of a child called Polly probably saying I would like a cracker my name is Polly yeah and the parrot saw that and thought I'm going to give this a go did it right beyond all imagination that the parrot had it actually was given a cracker mm. and then that parrot just started telling all the other parrots. Yeah, he met up with the other parrots on Friday and he was just loads of crackers and he was looking well fed and they're like, what's, what's the story with you? And you're like, you're not going to believe this. Listen, I have a new scam. You're not going to believe this. Give me, give me a tenner. Everyone give me a tenner. Parrots, all I'm saying, parrots, very sneaky and like I said, I never got over their association with pirates. It's not. Not a good look, parrots. Not a good look, guys. As unlucky as the ship had been for Captain Briggs, it proved to be a boon for the crew of the De Grazia. As they quickly claimed the ship as salvage. Finding an abandoned vessel which was suitable for salvage was rare enough. But for the ship to be completely undamaged and to be filled with such an enormously handsome cargo, still intact. Were you on the ship? Woo! I knew I knew that was coming. I actually was going to delete that when I was editing the, the script. <laughs> you should have. So that was unheard of. Mm. Having that kind of cargo in the left in the ship. 
In fact, it was so unheard of that during the salvage proceedings, which followed in Gibraltar, the crew of the De Grazia were accused of foul play. Captain Morehouse vehemently denied this, but a ship with this amount of cargo appearing with a crew completely absent was so surprising that it seemed like the only logical conclusion. So now they're saying that those guys who discovered the ship, yeah. air quotes, actually went on there and potentially killed everyone. Chucked them all in the sea. Put them into a lifeboat, said, oh, get into this lifeboat and we'll bring you back. Kicked it off, yeah. yeah and then shot a cannon into the side of it. There's no cannons. I mean, they might have one. No, they don't have any. They're, they're brigantines, Dennis. The other guy might have one. Dennis, they're, br- they're both brigantines. A small, a small cannon. A small cannon. A small little Just cannon. Just a small cannon. For shooting lifeboats. Okay, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. a small cannon. They're not going to advertise it. That, no, it may be a flintlock. Maybe they had a flintlock. <laughs> Best luck sinking a lifeboat with that. I'd say if you were if you were clever with it. All right, maybe they've just got a, a catapult or something, a trebuchet. Okay. Is that better? <clears throat> I'm willing to take that. A trebuchet? Mm. A trebuchet. Off, off the port side? And yeah. when, when it launches, it actually launches the boat with it as well. Captain! What is it, my boy? We're taking on water. We've been smashed to bits. Good God. Quickly, boy. Reassemble the wood. Yes, that's it. And a counterbalance. And a weight. Yes. What is it, Captain? It looks scary. That, my boy, is a trebuchet. And it was down well the most feared weapon in all of medieval France. Now let's see how the seas like it. Fire! That's what the court thought, basically. Mm -hmm. That's what the court thought happened. However, eventually, through the course of the salvage hearing, it was determined that although there was no satisfactory example for the vanishing of the original crew, there was nothing which which suggested that the De Grazia had in any way acted inappropriately with the ship either. As a result, they were eventually granted salvage. So they could take it? Yeah, they were they were allowed to take it and sell it. Is that is that a, a ship rule? So if you come across a ship, you an can abandoned just, ship, yeah, ah. that's still to this day. There's like salvage rules and stuff. So if you came across the ship, if we came across a ship, we could just own it. If we were in a little dinghy and we came across like a big, I don't know, well, fucking huge ship that we'd be like, ah, oh, this is our ship now. If it's empty, yeah, you and me getting on a cruise liner and going, Jesus, oh, it's crazy. <laughs> we found everyone as the, as the captain runs back with his pants down, going, no, I was just in the bathroom for <laughs> yeah. a second. Jeez, that's crazy. This is ours now. And then the police are outside and they're going, this is an open cut, fuck, or open closed case, like these, whatever the hell the, open the phrase, shut- the <laughs> open shutty case. And they're like, this, this, it's theirs now. They own this. They, yeah, there's nothing we can do, you know? And they own it, and they also, bizarrely, own all of the crew <laughs> and all of the people that were sh- traveling on it as yeah. well. They, what, what are the chances? Yeah, so there's, uh, there are still salvage laws. There's even stuff like if, um, do you know if stuff from a ship <clears throat> washes up on shore, mm-hmm. you can take that. Really? Yeah, yeah. So John. all those syringes and stuff on the beach, I can just take them. Listen, man, work I don't away. have to inject them there in the beach. No, work away. Do you remember when um, I think it was off of Cork? Oh, all the the cocaine. No, not the cocaine. Oh, you you can just take that if you find cocaine, you can just take it, man. That's it. That's in the law. What are you gonna do with it? Yeah, but the um, no, I'm either thinking of Cork or somewhere in the UK. People were just able to take like bikes. Like y- Yamaha bikes and stuff that they all washed up and they could just legally take them because they landed on the sea. This that's is, bizarre. That's one hundred percent true. 
Imagine that, like a little village, right, with no motorbike experience. And yeah. Suddenly, that's their main mode of transport is a load of like dirt bikes or something just going around the place. Just because everyone managed to pick up yeah, a few scramblers. Got, everyone got a bike. Imagine the the level of noise that that would create in a small little village. It would actually ruin the entire village. Or just all of them like just revving up yeah. on the beach that day. Yeah. And, <laughs> but that's how they, that's their mode of transport now. So everyone like young or old, that's how they get around. So there's just there's accidental biker gangs going around because people are just going in the same direction. They've just formed into biker gangs. Yeah. And it, it's it's not demographically dependent at all. There's some old women in yeah. the biker gangs. And they're going, they're just riding around, slapping people with their handbags and going, uh, you know, oh, next time, <laughs> next time I'll smash your window in. <laughs> you know, you better, better have my protection money. And a couple of children, obviously. Yes, yes, yes. As, Long children, tall children. The, have you ever gone to Woody Island? Uh, no, never. It's off the coast of Bantry. Mm. Um, there is like very small population. I think there might only be 10 to 20 people on the island. Uh, went there a few years ago. Just some kids driving around a Toyota Corolla. <laughs> uh, and when I say kids, I mean he must have been eight. Phone book under his arse kind of driving. Yeah, yeah. He, he, genuinely, he genuinely was propped up on, uh, on a milk crate. That's not a joke. That is not a joke at all. He's sitting on a milk crate and he's like has t- stuff tied to the pedals just driving around a <laughs> he's got, Corolla. He's got bricks under his shoes. Yeah, yeah. The, and I, I thought, you know, fair play. So who's he going to run into? Yeah, there's, there's no guard. It's lawless. Yeah. Woody Island is lawless. Besides the... Um, uh, how scary would that be, though? Right? You're living on the island. It's great. Like, let's yeah. say there's like 10 people there. Yeah. And then just a couple of new lads move on to the island. And like, there's, they're just there. Like, how are, you, how are you meant to get rid of them? You can't yeah. get rid of them. No, that, it is a bit It is a bit odd. The No, it, you, people have their... Um, there's a bar on Woody Island. Mm. Lovely bar. And people go over there and have their... Their wedding drinks mm. over on the island, and then come back over to go to the hotel. That's quite cool. We're going on a stag, uh, and we're going to go to Inishore, I think. Really? For the day. Will you do me a favor? Yeah. Will you keep an eye out for some salvage? Yeah, no, absolutely. Do I heard it, there's some really good dirt bikes if around you see, there. If you see there's any dirt bikes, or do you know what? Even if you see, um, even even if you see the like a ship. Yeah, it looks half unintended. Maybe swim out to it. Yeah, no, it will. I think it would be such a good day for us as well in the stag if um, a load of cocaine just came into the beach and a load of dirt bikes. I'd say maybe good day for you. Very bad day for the podcast. No, uh, not a great day for a podcast. Very bad day for the podcast. You coming in the next day, absolutely like exhausted. I'm like Dennis on a dirt bike. Are, are you sure you're going to be able to focus today? Yes, one hundred percent. The um, snorting off the off the throttle. Of the bike. Jeez, that's very sexual. <laughs> um, so we're on, we're on to the final stretch of the Mary Celeste now. Okay. However, despite the de Grazia being granted salvage, the tale of the Mary Celeste would go on to haunt sailors across the globe for the next hundred years. With no clear answer as to what had happened to the crew or why the ghost ship was left floating alone off the coast of Portugal, people could only speculate. Some say it was cursed. Others say Benjamin Briggs went mad. Some even question if something below the waves was indeed responsible. We may never know. As to this very day, the truth of what happened aboard the Mary Celeste remains unexplained. It is very spooky. Yeah, yeah. And you definitely do start asking a lot of questions about what's going on. And it's incredibly infuriating that we probably won't be able to get those answers. 
Unless you have a, a couple served up there for us. Well, I have some theories here for you. I have seven theories. Wow. The seven theories. What kind of order? Do you want them in least to most? Believable. No, not... I was going to say outlandish. Outlandish, okay, great. But, but is there a term for outlandish that doesn't imply it's made up? Mm, probably not. Because I, I, I could do with that word. I'm telling you. Outrageous, maybe. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. Do you want... Um, do you want like give me a give me a normal one and then an outrageous one and then you can go on any order you want after that. Okay, okay. So a normal one, basic normal one. They thought the ship was sinking. The crew of the Mary Celeste believed for some reason it was sinking, and they decided we'll get onto the lifeboat and we'll we'll ship off. All right. Well, that sounds pretty straightforward. That must be it then. Well, no, because if that even if that was the case. What's still, like, creepy is where did they go? Yeah, I do find it horrifying as well, the fact that, like, there's a little kid on this ship. Yeah. And they get into a lifeboat. Let's say that's what happened. Mm -hmm. And then they just all died out at sea. Yeah. Um, Which is pretty horrific. But still, it doesn't explain why they didn't take any food with them, though. Well, what if, here's just something I've just come up with now. Yeah. (laughs) What if while on the lifeboat, the sailors decide that they're going to eat each other? Mm. to survive yeah after a couple of days they just say we're gonna eat, we're gonna start eating i people. think actually it was like almost immediately after kicking off from the ship <laughs> and we're like okay who's I'm, up first I'm fucking starving <laughs> yeah jesus we should have brought some supplies well since you're all such a big bunch of big ration babies i'll just be in charge of the rationing observe boy the secret is to take tiny bites like so the the question mark around this and why that that itself is like is not you know the open shut case the open closed case as you as you said earlier mm-hmm. the reason why that's so dubious is that like i said it's questionable as to whether the lifeboat could have held all the members of the crew mm. now there's potential maybe that they've lost some of the crew along the way or something Where's he gone? <laughs> <laughs> like you said, big ship. No, no, they've fallen overboard or something like that. Well, some people could have died yeah. uh, along the way, I assume. But yeah. I guess they would have recorded that, though, wouldn't they? Uh, <laughs> definitely something you'd jot down. Oh, uh, Tim's dead. It's the sort of thing that I'd say you might go, I better jot that down. But at the same time, I'll definitely remember it. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. So there's almost no need to jot it down. Yeah, why would I write that down? And, I'm, and I'm plus, not going to forget he died. And plus, when they get to the other side, it's going to be fairly obvious that you yeah. know, Tim isn't there. One, like. two, three. Oh, Tim. And like when his family and stuff were there, we're like, shit, there was something I was meant yeah. to write down. Oh, I forgot. Send a letter there. <laughs> I forgot Tim's... Tim's like, dead. You're just at the ship and they're at the dock and you're just like, oh my God, you, did you send that letter to Tim's family? You're oh like, God. Oh, yeah. I didn't. What do we do? Just pretend he's in the bathroom or something. Oh, sorry. Just let me get off the ship. I can't handle this. Yeah. The, listen, why don't you have a look there? <laughs> why don't you have a look there in the lifeboat? Sure, Tim, are you in there, Tim? <laughs> the, oh no, he, he's gone. I'd say, I'd say he left. Yeah. He actually went off halfway along. I forgot Yeah, I forgot to tell you, actually, yeah, he went away in his own boat. Did he not come home? <laughs> Now, th- that raises questions as to why did they think the ship was sinking? Mm. There is, there's something in a ship. I didn't realize, I didn't know this. Um, I, I, I didn't note down the term for it, but there's something in one of these big uh, bri- brigantine or medium-sized brigantine ships where it's like essentially a piece of apparatus, this like hole that goes through the boat. Yeah. Sounds like it would be a bad idea. Yeah. But, but they actually... Sounds kind of leaky. Yeah, but they use that to test how much water... 
the ship has taken on board because okay, a, yeah. a ship can take on a certain amount of water and for it to be absolutely fine obviously there are limits to that titanic etc you know <laughs> at its, one of the most famous ones yeah at a certain stage it becomes untenable <laughs> to have that amount of water in the ship but uh when the crew came on board they found that this this apparatus had been taken out and that they had you you can basically take out this big stick from it and it says you can like put down a bucket and test that way mm. and they said that that had been taken out and that this kind of makeshift one had been set up so potentially maybe either they'd convinced themselves that they were sinking well yeah maybe that's it maybe they just got into a storm and they like started freaking out they were like there's no way that this ship can't be sinking yeah and then there's just no let's say the the crew are like veterans or whatever but then the family or whatever like this is sinking we got to get off we got to get off or maybe the crew set them up and then they were like, oh, yeah, you got to get off, get into the lifeboat there, get into the lifeboat, and then kick them away. Yeah. But then we've got eight guys that are um, still on a counter. Well, that's that's the other thing. So you said give give one, like, fairly believable one, mm. and give one that's, like, more more surprising, let's say, you know, more mm. interesting, I would consider it. Other one, the, a giant squid. Classic. A giant squid. A giant squid who's fairly nimble, I'd say. Giant squid. Causes no damage to the ship. No. Picks, picks them all he, out. He eats them. He knew what he wanted. <laughs> yeah. He, he, to him, it was it was akin. It was as easy as opening a pistachio. <laughs> he was just popping in and just, here we nom, go. Nom, nom. Ta- taking each one of them like a, like he was having a revel and just eating all the individuals. He, he missed his dessert and his aperitifs, though. He could have had a, a couple of drinks for himself and everything. Well, there's some theory as to whether there, he might have taken one of those, and that's why there was no evidence of him, because <laughs> he, he, he himself had just... Destroyed under the sea. Yeah, yeah. He, he, do you know what? Actually, that's it. Is he was just trying to get to the cargo. And he was, he was like, like hitting them out of the way, because yeah. they, they were trying to protect the beer, because obviously that's, that's what they need. Yeah, yeah. This dr- I'd love that if there was a drunken squid inside in the sea. That would actually be more annoying than a squid that was just coming to eat you. That was the original version of what we do with the sunken or drunken sailor, but they changed it <laughs> so because what? you know people people obviously weren't ready for that. What will we do with the drunken squid? What will we do with the drunken squid? What will we do with the drunken squid? Squid, 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 squid. squid. I, I'd like that. There's uh, in some scenarios, there's a guy down guarding the beer. And then, like a little squid um, tendril comes in, but it's got a hat on. It, it's it's more than that. I think it has a wig, <laughs> and it's put like makeup on, and it's going, <laughs> and it's it's trying to like tease the while, guy out. while the other tendrils are over getting all the alcohol. yeah yeah. And then he's like, oh, and as he goes, as he goes to meet that tendril, right? <laughs> as he goes to meet that one, either way, it's a sucker. But as he's going to meet it, it ducks behind the ducks behind the corner so he's like hey where did it go one of the tentacles taps him on the left shoulder he turns to see it there's nothing there and he turns back gets punched by the haymaker yeah tentacle on the other side i think we've solved it. Uh, yeah, so, uh, if that's not a theory man yeah so giant squid how are you feeling about giant squid feeling good about giant squid just unfortunate that the chips are not damaged so i think that's probably going to rule it out unless like i said he's a real nimble guy and he can get on with secret disguises and wigs which i'm sure some people probably won't buy that i can understand why they wouldn't i can understand why they wouldn't but yeah um i did love though that when they were looking about giant squids before and they were like saying oh you know, was this just all made up by, like, pirates and stuff? But then they actually discovered, like, some pretty massive squids. Oh, they're, they're real, man, yeah. Mm. I'm telling you. 
keep an eye out for them. That stuff scares the living shit out of me, actually, the stuff under the water. Really? Like things that exist under the water. I've got a few good ones of those coming up this year. Mm. That's all I'm going to say about those. The, the next one, Dennis, right? You didn't like squids enough. The next one, uh, they went mad at sea. Mm. So the captain went mad at sea and forced everyone off the ship. Okay. Well, how would he be able to do that without um, a mutiny happening? What do you mean? There was eight lads there. Like, yeah. So how was, like, if it was me and I was one of those eight lads and the captain said, here, jump into the sea, I'd be like, here, lads, we should probably team up and maybe beat the shit out of this guy. It would be like they'd be very, very good workers if they just jumped into the sea. I think he he did. Um, he picked very submissive workers. Yeah, yeah. And he maybe he had, like I mentioned earlier, maybe he had a flintlock. Uh, true. Yeah, true. But there is just that uh, awkward thing of you know you are going to die when you get into the sea, so you may as well give it a go. You know. Okay. All right. You know what he did? You know what he did? He said, "You know what we're going to do? We're going to make this lad walk the plank." Okay. And then they were like, "Okay, well, it's not me." And then he goes, all right, we're going to make one more person walk down. And just keeps going. And he just did that until he got to the end. And the, the last guy says that when they, came for, when they came for Tim, I said nothing because I secretly always thought Tim was annoying. And then he just gets walked off the plank himself. Yeah, no, he's dead. Okay. Oh, no, I, I should say, I didn't say all of these were true. Mm. I just said that probably some of them are true. Well, yeah, I mean, that is inevitable that yeah. some of them have to be true, I assume. So you can o- say- Unless we're really missing it. What do you mean? Like, if, if any of these theories aren't the reason. Do you, do you think that one of these theories is the, does answer the, the mystery? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And, I, and I, I can tell you which it is, which I think okay. holds more stock for me at the end. Okay. They, so they went mad at sea. You think that's not much of a... I just think that the crew would um, probably mutiny. Okay. And they'd probably murder the guy. Unless, of course, he was crafty, like I said. Or, or, you know, he got them to go into the lifeboat. He said, have a look around the back of the ship there, lads. And then fucked off. Like, I, yeah. I think it could happen, but he'd have to be crafty about it. Okay, okay. Well, here, here's the next theory now, Dennis. This theory I really like, to be honest. Pirates. Okay. Right? Pirates came. I love this theory. Pirates came. Pirates boarded the ship. Got all the original crew. Put them on a lifeboat and said... Get off. Get off, right? Yeah. That boat sails off. Or else, alternatively, it, preemptively, as the pirates were boarding, the original crew, I nearly said casting crew, the original crew went uh, went on the lifeboat to get away from the pirates. Mm. While the pirates were on the ship, they were attacked by a giant squid. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The crafty giant squid again, I assume, because yeah, yeah, there yeah. is no damage to the ship. Yeah. Or alternatively, what happened? This I, I think this is quite tragic is that they forced the original crew off the ship, uh, forced the original crew off the ship when they boarded. Mm. So that original crew is just floating away. And that explains why they didn't have any um, supplies with them, because they're being forced onto it by pirates. The pirates themselves, they believed the ship was sinking, so they left the ship. And didn't take anything. Yeah. I, I have a pretty mundane... Uh, theory and a, and a great theory okay so one okay, of them on. is a movie called squiddy um right. where the guy is secretly feeding a, a giant squid the captain or maybe one of the crew i think one of the crew is, is secretly feeding a giant squid because he thinks he's misunderstood and then when the pirates come on and they're forced into a lifeboat squiddy comes up and attacks them uh, and like kills all the pirates but then he can't locate the lifeboat and he can't bring them back on 
right? So it's kind of a sad movie. Yeah. The other one is pretty mundane, is that the pirates come on, they force them off, which would explain why they got onto the lifeboat, which mm-hmm. I like. Mm-hmm. But their ship at the time isn't big enough or something for the cargo. Ah. So they go, oh, look, we'll come back. But they weren't able to locate it again. Okay, we're, we're, near, we're nearly there now, Dennis. Next theory, you know, this one's fairly obvious to me. It was a cursed ship. Mm-hmm. You heard about its previous life when it was christened the We Amazon. probably didn't give enough weight to that, to the curse. That this, was this is just inevitable. It's kind of like the buckaroo of ships. Yeah, yeah, it's you, going to knock you off at some stage. Yeah, eventually you will be thrown into the sea. Yeah, yeah. So I know we already touched on this, but so they went in and they salvaged the ship, right? Yeah. But did they did it start going again after that? Uh, Under a different name called like the Definitely Nothing Wrong Ship. I think it did. Yeah. And I think more bad stuff happened. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, that really proves your point there, Jesus, doesn't it? That really, uh, yeah. <laughs> that really, fuck, I can't believe that that supported my theory so well. I was really, really succinct as well that you just that's, had it right crazy. there in your pocket. Yeah. Uh, second to last theory, it was the De Grazia crew. But there was no sign of anyone like being murdered or anything on it, I assume. No, no. And like the court, they come in. But I, I, I assume they would have so much time to clean up. And the ship is probably dirty anyway. Do you know, it's that's not, true. You know, it's, it's like there's probably is blood all over well, that, it anyway. That blood was always there. Oh, that's part of the ship. Silhouettes of a whole family in blood across the <laughs> across the wall. And he goes, that was always there. <laughs> they, <laughs> they killed us written yeah, in blood. Yeah. <laughs> sure, that was there when we found it. <laughs> the, okay. Uh, final theory. I think this is the final theory. Yeah, yeah. Final theory now is uh, just ghosts. Just ghosts rambling just around. Ghosts. Yeah, we yeah. See, this is what we were talking about uh, for ghosts on a plane and a couple of these other ones. I think it was actually previous to that we were talking about it. But that ghosts out on the sea, like they have to get on the ship at some point, don't they? Y- y- yeah. So they, so you're saying that the ghosts were lying in wait? I think their ghost ship went through this ghost ship. Okay. And all the ghosts hopped on board. <laughs> like it, kind of Pac-Man type deal. Like yeah, yeah. Just coming on. And they spooked them off. For, actually, do you know what? I've come up with another theory now. What if they were abducted by, by aliens? Oh, there you go. Abducted by aliens in, in the sea. That's that's scary. That is scary. But I think that that's really jumping off a cliff. How about this, right? How about if it's not actually ghosts, but they thought it was haunted? Because the other, oh, this is the other thing as well, right? They bought that ship. I assume they knew the history of it. Did it already have a bit of a, a, bit of a spooky vibe to it? No, you see, because it's been rechristened and stuff. Okay. So it's like the equivalent of selling a murder house, but you've renamed it. To like happy, this is great house. Yeah, yeah. Don't look under the shed. Yeah, house. But okay, so this doesn't have a spooky, a spooky aspect to it. So okay, that doesn't. Uh, then my my theory won't wash. Or I was thinking that like they can, you know, if you live in a haunted. Oh, house, they convince themselves. So we got a great deal in this haunted house. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's fine. No, you wouldn't get a. You wouldn't get a wink of sleep. No, no sleep that's true. Ever. That's true. Because yeah. like uh, you sometimes think, oh, what's that noise in the house? Yeah. If you live in a haunted house, you're like, you're like well, this could be it. F- final, ex- final extra theory I just came up with. What if it was a game of hide and seek that got out of hand? Yeah. Got really out of hand. And where, where did most of the people hide? In the, the sea, sea, man. In the sea. Sea. Bad move. The bottom of the sea. So, uh, just as we're wrapping up, Dennis, which one of those theories speaks to you most, do you think? If for me, right, the theories aren't too important today. Okay. It's, it's the fact that it's terrifying me that, let's say it's the simple one, and they got into the lifeboat, and they just wandered out. The reality of that is horrific. Yeah. Ten people inside a lifeboat. I assume they probably killed a couple to start with, or maybe some st- stayed on the ship. So they must have been really freaked out 
to get on that lifeboat to basically go to their deaths. Well, I th- I think that that's why it's so enduring. Why it was genuinely so enduring for um, sailors at the time, mm. because it's just like nobody knows what happened to it. May whatever happened, maybe that could happen to us, and maybe we'll all just be someday. We'll just be sailing along, and uh, for whatever reason, giant squid, you know, yeah, ghost ship, aliens, whatever reason, we'll just have to get off this ship, and no, no one will ever know what happened to us. And you know what? Right after this episode, I'm going to hang around the docks and just see if I can get myself a ship. Just get even more so than I usually hang around the docks. Just um, get some salvage. Maybe. Yeah, see if we can hop in. Do you know, like that old saying goes, "There's always something for you down by the docks." There is. <laughs> just wait for someone to go to work and then just go into their boat. Something for everybody. Yeah, this is salvage, man. What's the theory that you believe most in? Uh, the pirates. The pirates. Yeah, because I, I think, especially with your well, edition, even though I do like the giant squid thing. Yeah. So, but you're saying the pirates forced them off, but the squid isn't involved. It might be. It might be. Well, I mean, it could be. Yeah, it could be in cahoots. Yeah. They, oh, you think they're working together? Yeah. Because he and he turned on them. He turned on them. <laughs> oh, what did he get out of it? What did he get out of it? Infamy. <laughs> Good old squiddy. All right, I think that's all from us this week. Um, I've been Dennis Lynn. That man over there is... Roger O'Sullivan. You can find me at Dennis Lynn 3D, Instagram and all that. The links are under the episode and you can find that man at... At Roger O'Comedy. And please, please, please give us um, reviews on Apple, wherever you listen to your Apple stuff. Oh, and thank you everyone for the the five-star reviews. We've had about four or five five five-star reviews this week on Spotify. Beautiful. Thanks, thanks, boys and girls. You can just click it. It's so easy. Yeah. If you haven't done it already and you're listening to it, you should do it. You should do it. It'll make us feel really good. And please tell your friends about it. Share it with everyone. We're... Honestly, lads, this is the year. This has to be the year. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot writing on this for us. Yeah. A lot. No pressure or anything, but please, you must support us. This needs to be a big year. <laughs> All right. Thanks very much for listening. We'll chat to you soon. Love you. Bye. Oh, yeah, yeah.